0: Welcome to Terrifying and Twisted. Do you want a brew?
1: Hey Heyo, welcome back to episode 11. It's me Phil.
0: It's me Kyla.
1: So, welcome back.
0: How's everybody been?
1: Two weeks.
0: Has it dragged for you? Yeah. Yeah, that first week it got to Sunday and I felt strange. Like
1: you should have been doing something.
0: Yeah, I felt like I was forgetting I had adult uniforms, I got everything ready for school and I still felt like I should be doing something else
1: here. Yeah.
0: So it's been a bit shit.
1: Um, quite a bit's happened in two weeks. Obviously, yeah. Prince Philip's funeral was today. Yeah, it was. We're not a massive royal, royal family fan. people. No. But a man's died. and
0: I just felt for Queen, regardless of what I feel on the royals and yeah. what it stands for. You know, that lady's lost a, a man she's spent a lot of years with.
1: Also, another thing that we watched in these two weeks is the Tiger King Oh my with Ross God. Kemp.
0: How many people in the UK have got fucking tigers?
1: Unbelievable. Lions.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I might shocked. have
1: been I might have been like ignorant, but I honestly thought it would
0: just An like American thing. An American thing. Yeah, I did. Well, you saw my reaction to it, I was shocked at just how many there is. People have And how easy it is! Yeah. You people think having been alligators in the, the fucking in the sheds. Swimming with his alligators. <laughs>
1: absolutely fucking bonkers
0: oh god Ross
1: Kemp's face I said to you that night humans are that stupid if they could have a great white fucking shark in the back garden the wood the wood
0: I don't think I've ever sat and thought to myself oh do you know what I fancy buying today a fucking lion or a tiger
1: come back from the supermarket with a fucking big tiger
0: (laughs) I'm, I still can't get over it. And I, I just think Ross Kemp's face said it all. He was fucking shocked, wasn't he? The
1: bloke with 40 snakes just in one room.
0: He opened door and he thought it was going to be a bedroom and he was just fucking tanks upon <laughs> tanks. 40 fucking snakes in one room. What did his neighbour say? She
1: thought he had four or five snakes.
0: <laughs> her poor face when he told her how many.
1: This bloke had 20 foot snakes in his house. Unbelievable. I don't get
0: it. I don't. I don't get it. Each to their own. But, but what what was that dragon that he carries round?
1: That komodo 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 dragon. Yeah,
0: fucking carries it round like on a his baby. Bank. I don't
1: know. Absolutely bonkers. It's crackers. Um, also, last few days it was fifty pence costa. Fifty pence. 50, 50 <laughs> pence costa. It was. So we took advantage of that.
0: Well, I thought we did well. We only got one. It weren't that busy either, were it? No. What else have we watched? Oh, we've watched two new dramas, have not we? The ITV and the um, Channel Five.
1: Yeah, well, ITV too close. That were a bit meh. So, yeah. and Channel Five Intruder. That were also a bit mm. meh.
0: Kind of felt like I'm not gonna get those hours. Back. We're
1: watching reruns of Faulty Towers at the minute. Oh my god! And those who know Faulty Towers, it were.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. The ever got away with what they got away with. Yeah. Unbelievable. Our but, times have changed. Yeah. So, oh else apart from what we've watched? We've not done much, have we? No. Work, school. Obviously,
1: we're out of lockdown now, so everyone's out and about.
0: We went to town for the first time today, didn't we? In well over a year.
1: And even though I don't drink, it's nice to see people out in... Pubs. beer gardens. And
0: yeah. Like. It was nice. A bit of normality, I think yeah starting to see a lot more people out and about
1: yeah um so anyone want uh messages and ask for a certain case doing
0: yeah please it, do because we can't be it.
1: considered because we've done it now yeah. for someone else yeah we have you know i might know quite a few cases but there's
0: god there's so <laughs> many that <laughs> there's, we don't know there's so many there is um i know case i'm doing tonight i'd say is probably the most popular i've done You've already heard of it, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Lee has when I asked him. But still, I thought, shall I? It's an
1: amazing case. Well, it's not yeah. amazing, but you can't really say amazing. It's a, it's a crazy case.
0: Yeah, it is. Another thing that we did watch were 24 hours in police custody. God, yeah. We were fucking disgusted at it that one.
1: unbelievable.
0: If you've not watched that this week...
1: Yeah, what, definitely watch it. Yeah. It's a, a domestic violence case between... Uh, a man and a woman and a woman is beating this 40 odd year old bloke but watch it it's worth it watching right. i don't want to tell you all about it because it's worth watching yeah it
0: definitely is so
1: if you can watch it watch it
0: so who have you got for me this week
1: this week's piece of shit yeah is kevin davis okay now kevin davis i've searched all all of all of it internet which means internet
0: yep <laughs> it's internet
1: <laughs> it's internet and cannot find anything about his early life which is really frustrating because i always like to do a little bit of early life
0: yeah i think it gives you an insight
1: yeah and it's really frustrating but i cannot find anything so we'll go with what i've got
0: you can only present what you've got
1: so kevin davis was born december 27th 1995. He were from Corpus christi in texas so i take you straight to date of the offence it's March 27th, 2014. 18-year-old Kevin Davis is running away from home and he's on his bike going along a railway track. After a period of time, he ditches his bike and his bag and he approaches a resident's home, asks these residents residents sorry to phone police because he's killed someone.
0: Just in that short period of time? No. All right, sorry, go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i take you back to earlier that day. Okay. Kevin Davis tells his mum, Kim, 50 years old, he was bored with life and he hated everybody. He requested her permission to kill himself. Right, okay. Now, naturally, she's his mother. You said now? Yeah. She was a carer in a hospice. She was allegedly a really nice lady. Obviously, she was horrified at the fact that her son had just said this to her. Yeah. And she allegedly told her son that she could not control any of his actions. Okay. But naturally, she'd have probably said, no, yeah. we'll get you help. Yeah. So what Kevin Davis decides to do is he decides to take his mum's life instead. What? Kim is sat on the sofa watching TV. Right. And Kevin Davis rips a cord out of his Xbox or PlayStation and tries to strangle her with a cord right. from behind. That didn't work, or it didn't work as well as he wanted it to. So he decides to go into the back bedroom and get a hammer And smash her at least 20 times over her head.
0: That's a rage, isn't it?
1: Until her skull cracked open.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Then Kevin, he drags her to bedroom. Now, they allege, while he drags her to bedroom, she's still conscious.
0: What?
1: Even though he's just done this unspeakable act to her. Yeah. That's allegedly. And then Kevin takes her to the bedroom, puts her on the bed, and he stabs her in the head with a knife, which... Kills her immediately. And then Kevin, what he decides to do is he wants to check that she's dead. Right. So he sticks his fingers inside this knife wound and moves her brain.
0: Oh, what is wrong with this boy?
1: It just, yeah, he legit stuck his fingers where he stabbed his mum in the head and moved her brain about in a skull his own mother
0: I, i'm speechless but i don't know if that's because there's no build-up there's no background information yeah you can't find so it's <clears throat> gone from this 18 year old boy to boom to yeah fucking hell i'm shoving my fingers in a whole life putting your head moving your brain
1: well then what he does is it rapes his oh, body oh fuck
0: me Right.
1: And he leaves her on the bed with no bottoms on, posed out. Then what he later admitted that he was planning on doing is waiting for his sister. And he
0: was going to do the same to his sister? So he could
1: rape and kill his sister.
0: Fucking hell.
1: He waited a while and then he got fed up of waiting and decided he'd had his fill of killing and left Corpus Christi on his bike.
0: So that were it. He just thought, I've had enough. I've done what I needed to do. I'm going to get on my bike and go.
1: Yeah. He left a trail of blood from the living room to the bedroom and wrote messages in blood, such as, Chase me, sorry for the mess, KD. What
0: the fuck?
1: So, naturally, he gets arrested. Yeah. Investigators, investigators speak to him. There's a few quotes from this guy.
0: All right.
1: So, it's all investigators. Quote, I wouldn't tack back what I did. I love her, in a way, unquote. What the fuck? Well, that's one. one
0: way to show your love
1: quote i don't have standards i don't have morals a body's a body, piece of meat unquote
0: right as this guy never killed before
1: not, th- not that you can find it's just
0: i find this unbelievable and is he mentally saying
1: well his next quote i've wrote is he reckons he deserved 100 years it was not mentally disturbed i'm saying i know what i did Wow. He called it A Night to Remember, described one of his other fantasies, which included decapitating a girl before having sex with her body. My God. So, this kid is a necrophiliac. Yeah. So, listen to this. How many types of necrophilia do you think there is?
0: Surely, is it not just under
1: one umbrella? I don't know. What if I told you there were ten?
0: Right. (laughs) fucking hell
1: so here we go class one role-playing necrophiles those who are sexually aroused by a living partner pretending to be dead okay. they don't actually want to have sex with a dead person
0: but they pretend to be dead okay
1: class two romantic necrophiles oh god <laughs> Uh, grief-stricken people who would mummify a portion of their recently departed's body and keep it in order to have a psychosexual stimulation however their interest in the deceased is limited to only the one they held or hold a romantic connection with wow <laughs> class three necrophilic fantasizers these have erotic fantasies about the dead They may visit cemeteries or funerals and may masturbate or have sex in the presence of the dead. Okay. Class 4. Tactile necrophiles. Erotic stimulation (laughs) of touching a corpse which may involve the breasts or sexual organs of the dead. Class 5. Fetishistic necrophiles. Cut up parts of a stranger's corpse, mummify it and keep, keep it for sexual gratification.
0: That's a stranger? A dead stranger?
1: Fucking sick. Class 6. necromutileomaniacs mutilate a corpse while masturbating. Class 7. I can't believe there's so many classes.
0: I can't, I'm shocked.
1: Opportunistic necrophiles though they are content having sexual intercourse with the living would not be opposed to intercourse with the dead class eight regular necrophiles preference for sexual intercourse with the deceased though they can stimulate pleasure from both living and dead they do enjoy living partners class nine homicidal necrophiles much like the classes before they can stimulate sexual pleasure from the living but for them the desire to have intercourse with the dead is so great they must kill in order to have a suitable sexual partner wow class 10 exclusive necrophiles they can only have sexual intercourse and pleasure with the dead
0: wow i'm shocked (laughs) i'm a bit lost for words
1: (sighs) that's a lot of uh, dead body fucking going
0: on a lot of shagging dead bodies i agree or fantasizing about it or asking your husband or wife to play dead wow each to their own and all that
1: so back to kevin davis he admitted it was his first time. Right, okay. Saying, quote, Oh yeah, I guess I lost my virginity to a corpse. Unquote. And to your mum. And later on he admitted to choking, drowning, cutting open a cat yeah, and having sex with it.
0: What? Yeah. Wow.
1: So, a little bit more of how he got punished. He pled not guilty to first degree murder months later in June and turned down a 60-year jail sentence and a plea deal.
0: So he wanted to be in prison then?
1: His lawyers appealed for a lighter sentence, insisting Davis suffered from mental illness. Through an article affirmed the 18-year-old was diagnosed with a personality disorder. The prosecution argued there wasn't any medical evidence of any mental or emotional illness. The trial moved forward without the defence calling any witnesses.
0: Wow, why didn't they have any witnesses? I have no idea. I find this really bizarre. It is really bizarre. I find it really mind-blowing. it's it's bizarre
1: because it is...
0: It's gone from nothing, never been on the radar. These things normally build up. I think it's because it's out of ordinary. We're used to watching these people gradually get worse.
1: It's the... In wanting to kill himself and then...
0: It flicked round to... I'm
1: going to kill you and do what i'm going to do to you and then try and do the same to my sister Sister, yeah like a switch. switch
0: just flicked
1: yeah and that's what makes stuff like these interesting
0: yeah definitely
1: kevin's video confession that you can later look on youtube
0: yeah
1: backed up the doctor's statement during the trial kevin made light of everything around him he popped his knuckles stretched smiled and waved at witnesses as they identified him. It took jurors less than an hour for a verdict. Kevin Davis was sentenced to life in prison. October 2014. Wow. And that's him. There you go. That's a right big picture of him. Do
0: you know what? Well, not not that these people look like He just looks like an innocent kid.
1: Mm. 18 years old.
0: Yeah. Some there's something not right for you to just flick like that, is there? I don't know. I don't know if. It's blown. It's blown me away that one, Philip. Yeah. Strange.
1: So Kevin Davis is eligible for parole in two thousand and forty-four.
0: I I'm I'm shocked that you could find absolutely fuck all on. I thought this case that I I, ju- thought... I just
1: don't understand how it goes from you killing yourself, like I've said, to killing your mother, but then doing something else. On In top, terms of, you've already killed your mum and now you're going to do something else disgusting st- to her. Yeah. That's, like
0: it weren't enough. Yeah. But where the fuck did that come from? Do you know what I mean? Well, he's like,
1: obviously messed about with cats and...
0: Yeah, we used to, these people, you know, it normally starts with animals and stuff like that, but I don't think I've heard of many where they kill the animal and then shag it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sick.
0: Yeah. It is a little
1: bit. I do know a pig farmer who used to fuck his pigs, though.
0: Are you? Being, is this serious? all you built? No,
1: I'm, I'm being serious. He used to fuck his pigs.
0: And you personally knew him?
1: No, I didn't know him like that. I just it it was a bloke in pub. All right. And everyone knew that he fucked pigs.
0: All right. right. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Like I said earlier, I know you know who I'm doing this week, but others might not, so I want to tell you about Robert Ben Rhodes, also known as the Truck Stop Killer. I'm going to start um, on 1st of April 1990 and there's an officer, Mike Miller who was an Arizona State officer, and he noticed a, they all call it a truck, cause it's American, but a wagon, parked, dodgy, on a curb, with his hazard lights on. Right. Been a police officer. He thought, oh, maybe he needs some help. He's broken down. So he walked over to wagon, started having a look about, shining his torch. Couldn't see anybody. So they were like a wooded area. He went and had a look round, nobody about. As he came back, he decided to, all wagons have like the metal steps, don't they, to help you up. Yeah. So he stood on it, shone his torching, and he saw a woman that was chained and shackled and completely naked. As soon as she noticed this police officer, yeah. she started screaming. And then from, I shouldn't laugh, but then a man comes front back and closes curtains behind him. As though to say, oh, it's completely normal that I've got somebody chained up and shackled yeah. him. What, what are you doing, mate? Back of me wagging, don't worry, just move on. Um, so anyway, this officer sort of starts asking him, to get out of truck. Now everything I've read about this bloke, has said just how charming and charismatic he was, and so many people compared him to. What did you put his hazards on for? Bundy. I don't. I don't know why he put his hazards on. Maybe it were a mistake. All right. Like I've not actually found that bit out. I just. Why well, do you ask these? Sh- no, because that's what that's what got the coppers' attention. Yeah, you're right. But I think once he saw a woman naked. Chained and yeah, shackled he wouldn't it, have that... gone
1: over there if he didn't have his hazards. No, on. so
0: he saved her life that night without even knowing that he saved her life. And he did it in a way that he wouldn't have approached that wagon if it weren't for them hazards. Mm. I don't think they were put on deliberately at all. Maybe he knocked him. Yeah, that's more the case. Brushed
1: his ass against button or something.
0: <laughs> Maybe. So anyway, everybody says just how nice and charming this bloke is and he's compared a lot to bundy in terms of being very charismatic and smooth and officer mike actually said he was pro- he was so smooth when he climbed out of that wagon yet there was this woman behind them curtains completely terrified and the way he got out of that van like nothing had happened <laughs> he said i just it didn't register what ...what were happening... ...it weren't like he refused to get out... ...he even said to him... ...oh yeah I've got a gun... ...but don't worry I'm not a threat to you... Yeah. ...I've left it there... ...so I think it just took a lot for it to register... ...in this Mike's head... Um, ...but this man... ...basically tries to spill him all this shit... ...that this is consensual... ...it's between two friends... ...that are sharing an experience... ...and she's only screaming... ...because that's part of role play... ...right... So, not quite buying it. Mike says, I want to cuff you and put you went back at Karen. So, he does. He goes to find this lady and when he gets to her, she's got a horse bridle in her mouth. It had cut, like, outside of her lips. Um, she's got a... I don't know what they're called, but, like, um, a horse thing that goes over the red where yeah. the tight rein on. Yeah. Um, And she's also got a chain and padlock round her neck, which... Is then chained up to a bar and she all cut and bruised and there were no way it were consensual basically so they're trying to find keys to help unlock her and get her down and she's completely naked at this point so they give her a blanket they can't find keys so he decide Mike decides to go to the car to ask this bloke where's your keys and when he actually got there he was planning on doing a runner He'd got his arms from behind his back with his handcuffs on. He'd unbuckled his seatbelt and he was just waiting for his chance to fucking run. (laughs) So he got keys. By this point, some more officers had turned up for backup. So Mike stayed with him, so he couldn't escape. And the other officers helped the lady down. Now, I'm saying woman and lady because this victim doesn't want to be named. In everything I've read, her name's been changed so that's why she's just known as
1: that's her prerogative.
0: yep 100 percent. so the police then took the lady for some help and tried to find out what happened and she told them she she was basically hitchhiking and the trucker um offered her a ride at a truck stop north of phoenix again she said he was really charming he was kind like nothing amiss with him just really nice she said that she felt that confident with it, uh, comfortable, sorry, not confident, that she actually fell asleep and she weren't worried to do so. Right. So she must have been really comfortable with him. Yeah. But then all of a sudden that changed and he stopped his wagon. He got her by gunpoint into the back of his... Trailer. Trailer, truck, whatever oh. it's called. He took all her clothes off, he shackled her up and then he began just, comp- just torturing her now the police found a very well kept rape kit he kept this in a briefcase and it was immaculate
1: it makes my skin crawl that that word yeah even the word rape makes me feel a bit yeah rough, but rape kit
0: well we know when we do a lot of these and we look into a lot of these these sick bastards do build their own rape kits yeah. and it's what they're comfortable with okay, it's what, like yeah 100 percent. and it, it's an awful thing but that also straight away led police to believe that he's been doing this for some time. Yeah. You don't just build a rape kit yeah. from get-go. Oh, the things that were in there were just com- what awful, just horrific, horrifying. Um, in fact, there's a statement in a statement from Detective Barnard, He actually said he took very good care of the contents in that briefcase. They were alligator clips, leashes, handcuffs, whips, pins dildos everything was in immaculate condition and was placed extremely neatly i knew at that point i had a serial rapist on my hands and i suspect that he's also killed yeah which yeah like i say it don't acquire you
1: can understand why
0: yeah so he used this kit to just torture this poor girl woman he told her right at the beginning that his name was whips and chains and that's what he used when he did his radio calls. Radio. Yep. Yeah, he always signed out as whips and chains or another name, well, Dusty. So, he actually told her that he'd been doing this for 15 years and I've seen some photos. They're all available to look at on Google. Absolutely fucking horrific, some of the stuff that that woman endured. So, at around 3 a.m. that night, the police went to interview him and... In every statement in every courtroom, every police officer said the same. They just couldn't imagine what they were about to unravel. Yeah. They didn't realise that this were gonna lead. Like you said, he spotted some hazards, he thought someone had broken down. If he had not had gone over, yeah. they'd have never unravelled all this. So I'm gonna take you back. He had a massive advantage, didn't he? Oh with the truck. Yeah, well drive, that driving all
1: or oh, way around country it
0: comes massively into play yeah. um, with this man so I'm going to take you back and I'm going to tell you about Robert Ben Rhodes and he is believed to have killed at least 50 women some people think it's a lot more in hundreds he only ever confessed to three murders but the FBI have said that they've got good reason that while Robert was active he had killed up to three women per month. Now he was active from 1975 to 1990. Mm. So that's a long time. 15 years. Mm. Robert was born on the 22nd of November 1945, and he will he lived in Council Bluff in Iowa. There's very like your gentleman, There's very much, little known about Robert's sort of upbringing. It seemed to be a normal, pretty standard upbringing. It was mum mainly um, that brought him up. He was one of four kids. He was popular in high school, played football, did a few other little groups. When he was 12, his dad, Ben, came home from army and he then became a fireman. So up to then, literally nothing stands out. No sort of abuse. No sort of background. Yeah. Just normal. Then.
1: Also, you think?
0: Yeah. Then at sixteen, he was first arrested for tampering with a vehicle, and then same later on that year, he was arrested for fighting. But nothing ever serious. Just silly, two silly incidents. So then, in 1964, Robert went into the marines and in that same year his dad ben was arrested and charged for raping a 12 year old girl he lost his job and he was given a suspended sentence but then a second lady girl sorry because they were both really young a second girl came forward so they then issued a warrant for his arrest but two days later we found dead in fairmount park from self-inflicted gunshot wounds to his head so Rape, That's rapist piece of shit. Yeah. So. That's the only sort of background that would have any relevance, really. So, after them being part of an armed robbery himself Robert was dishonourably discharged from Marines. He tried to enroll in college, dropped out, he even tried applying for police. Fuck knows why. He then decided to move back to Council Bluffs. And he got married and he had a son. But it's said that he were a proper shit dad. He didn't have no interest in being a father and he became a long-haul truck driver. One way to spend all your time away from home, I suppose. Yeah. Now, Robert was very, very active in the swinging and the BDSM scene, massively. He had a bit of a reputation for being a creep. Everybody sort of said the same charming sweet and charismatic when you first meet him but once you get to know him he's extremely creepy and there's something really off with him
1: yeah
0: everybody says the same and even between hitchhikers like rumors had already started about this sex dungeon that he'd got in the back of his cab then in 1972 he divorced his first wife he then went on to remarry a few other times but all of his ex-wives all said same that he was a manipulating arsehole he tried to be extremely pushy with the swinging and the like the bondage and things like that things that they weren't into tried to really push it and he was just an arsehole when i've looked
1: he, he basically <laughs> thought if i'm not getting it at home i'm gonna go out and do, do it. it to some poor person
0: innocent person yeah So, when I've looked at everything available to see online, his truck were basically similar to Toy Box Killer in the way it were personalised. David Parker Ray. Yeah, yeah. It were very similar. It was basically his own personal mobile torture chamber. Yeah. And he could pick up wherever he wanted, take him wherever he wanted and do whatever he fucking wanted. Sick fucker. Yeah. And he designed it to basically hold women... For weeks at a time, where he could just torture him, rape him repeatedly, and eventually kill him and dump and dump him anywhere. So, in late nineteen eighties, an eighteen year old girl called Sean Holtz was hitchhiking, and she asked Robert for a ride. She said that she fell asleep, and all of a sudden he pulled off into a secluded area. She woke up, started panicking. So he hit her in head. He dragged her at gunpoint into the back of his chamber. He shackled her hands and legs. He then spread the meagle to chains hanging above from a bar on his roof. He then took off all her clothes. He forced Orsa's bit into her mouth. He tortured her for weeks. She was mostly naked the entire time. He would stab her with pins. He would use fish hooks to suspend her and he'd use fish hooks to pierce her. He would shackle her in a standing position for hours at a time and randomly start whipping her. After he then got off on her terror and pain, Yeah. he'd let her sleep. But then he'd wake her up to violently rape her. Now, what I am going to mention, again, this man could not get off normally. Right. He could only be aroused and ejaculate through pain, through other people's suffering. Yeah. So, that's just an idea of the kind of sick things he must have done to get his own pleasure.
1: Yeah. And that'll have ramped up at time.
0: Oh, yeah, over time. Yeah. Like, it'll have started like that, by a bit of choking. That not do it for me anymore. Yeah. It'll have started, you know, experiment with the swinging. So imagine how
1: many other people
0: there's. You can't you don't know, do you? For her to be able to go to the toilet, he would make her get on all fours, like a dog he would make sure she were naked and have a collar on her neck while he held it with a leash and he would make her walk on all fours and squat and do her business like a dog and after almost a month of being held in that wagon he randomly took her to his home he let her have a bath he let her have a good meal and then raped her before getting her back in his truck where this time he left her unshackled and all they kept saying is be a good girl now my opinion on this I think he believes he's terrified her that much uh, pure he's, arrogance yes he's broken her that much that she was going to sit there like a good little girl yeah I agree um, so he just kept repeating that she had to be a good girl and he went into a bureau to do a job she fucking ran she ran like fuck and she were out of there she got the police, and he was actually still there when they got back. But when it came to pressing all charges, she refused. She couldn't look him in the eye. She was absolutely petrified of him.
1: She and been
0: broken. She said to the police that she just, it was her word against his, and she couldn't stand being cross examined. Or anywhere near him? No. Kind of and I under, you know, that poor. Yeah. Poor, poor girl. Funnily enough, though, surely, to me, the police then should have at least searched that truck properly.
1: They should have done so much, shouldn't they? But they
0: fucking didn't. So Robert were basically free to carry on and crack on and do what he wanted to do. So in November 1989, he is now 44 years old and this is when he killed for the first known time. That is confessed to confessed her. So nineteen eighty nine. Um Robert picked up Candace Walsh, who was twenty-four, and her very, very newly wed husband, Douglas. They had left Seattle and were hitchhiking to Georgia because they were doing some Christian ministry work. Yeah. So they were really, really like pure people, just really nice apparently. And he offered them a lift in Texas. Straight away, he killed Douglas.
1: Took out for it.
0: Took out. Well, to me, it's like you were just an obstacle in his way and I'm going to get rid of you. And that's exactly what he did. He then dumped his body along Interstate 10. Um, It was found pretty much straight away, but he was never officially identified until 1992. Right. So he was just kept all that time. John Doe. Yeah. He then kept her for seven days torturing her, raping her repeatedly and then he eventually shot her multiple times killing her and dumping her body in Utah. It was found in 1990 by some deer hunters but again she wasn't officially identified until 2003. Jane Doe. (laughs) Yeah, using dental records. So by this time... He's got a fourth wife called Deborah, and he married her in February of nineteen ninety. She said she couldn't believe she couldn't believe from the first meeting him to how things panned out. Let's just say, so she knew there was something a bit fishy from get go because when she actually met Robert, he was wearing a pilot's outfit, and he convinced her that he was an airline pilot, and she knew that he were into the swinging and the bondage, but she said she didn't realise just how much of a massive part of his life it was. He was extremely adamant on getting her to take part, trying to get her involved. He eventually got her to a swingers party, and he took her to a bedroom, where he then brought in a very, very young girl that looked like she was drugged and unconscious. He laid her on the bed, and he raped her in front of his wife. At that moment, she was like, footless. I'm out. I'm out. So she asked for a divorce. Why didn't she report him? So many questions. She should have done. A long, long time before it came out. Um, now, by this point, there were a lot of gossip between local sex workers and hitchhikers. And they'd all started to basically stick together. Because the amount of women that they saw getting Robert's truck and then never saw him again were just getting more and more frequent. Yeah. So that's when we're back to the start of the story, the 1st of April, 1991, and Detective Mike has come across this woman. Yeah. And after questioning Robert, they managed to secure a warrant to his house in Houston. On the 6th of April, they did a massive search. They found a lot of evidence, clothing, makeup, bondage gear, tools that looked like they'd been made into torch tools. It's just one
1: sick bastard, isn't it?
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. There's more to come as well. Um, A lot of white towels. Apparently, he had a thing for white towels and there were soaked towels with blood in his house. But... The most crucial were a series of photos they found, which if anyone knows about this case, they are.
1: That's the first thing I said to you, isn't it? Yeah. I said, said, are you doing Robert Rose case? And she said, yeah. And I said, the one with the famous photos.
0: Yeah. Well, these were pictures of a young teenage girl with short, dark hair, and she looked absolutely fucking terrified. In almost all of those photos, she was crying some were nude some were part nude she were always shackled and restrained and she always had a choker chain round her neck in all these photos now one of robert's signature things that came to light were he cut off the hair he cut off all the hair into like a boyish manner and he shaved all pubic hair now once these photos were laid out it was pretty obvious that he'd held this poor girl for quite some time due to how short a hair was yeah. and how much it had grown on pictures now robert was sentenced to six years for the kidnapping of the first woman and then in 1992 a farmer was cleaning out an old barn he were having some work done and he found the body of 14 year old regina walters and regina was reported missing when she was last seen in texas in February of 1990, she had been hitchhiking with her boyfriend, Ricky, and the basically were trying to run away together to Mexico. Unfortunately, they accepted a ride from Robert. The police soon realised that the, the girl in the photos was said girl found in the barn. Robert had actually gone out of his way to ring her dad, for almost a month after he kidnapped her. And just taunt him. Taunt him about his daughter's whereabouts. Taunt him about the things he'd done to her. And he said, and I quote, I made some changes. I cut her hair and she's in that barn. Now when he asked if she were alright, he just hung up. But he even then rang her mum and requested to meet her. His mu- Her mum turned up to this meeting point, but he was nowhere to be seen.
1: He'll have been watching.
0: Oh, 100%. You know yeah. it. Control, it?
1: Tugging his little fucking pecker.
0: Oh... <sighs> So the later then found her journal in Robert's possession and it had the parents' details on it with the phone numbers and once had looked at um, phone records, it legitimately, it was him because there were a lot of speculation around were it a hoax, was someone doing this? Because yeah. we've, we've done cases like this where there's fucking awful people that send letters and whatever. Yeah. But no, it genuinely, it were proven that it was him. But yeah, what really sealed it for him what were them photos and they're all online for anybody to have a look and it shows uh in this barn, around this barn, and then later where she were found. Yeah. And she weren't just strangled either. Like, he'd strangled her with some bale string and he'd strangled her completely past the point of death. Yeah. Like it was just fucking horrific. So then, in early nineteen ninety two, once everything starts piecing together and the form links, they kind of knew they had enough to charge him. So Robert took a plea deal, which I couldn't find what the plea deal was, but I'm guessing it's to avoid death penalty. Um, so he would plead mil- he would plead guilty to the murder of Regina, and he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole yeah now the fbi have analyzed all his trucking logs and from the 15 year period and they've managed to put his whereabouts to women that are still left unidentified no reason for the death and the linking even still now like the routes this man took got, he fucking traveled he got a well California, Washington, New Mexico, Utah, New Jersey, Florida. that And that's just a portion of some states that he went through yeah. over a 15-year period. Um, it's scary when you think about it. In all those states as well, there were women that had been found that they had no, no link to, no nothing. Um, even still now, like I say, a long time he were active and there were a lot of hitchhikers and sex workers that have been found um in 2005 he was brought back to utah to face charges for the murder of douglas and candace he was then extradited to texas in 2006 where they decided to try him for the murders all at once and do them all in one trial instead of having separate ones um on the 30th of march 2012 he was sentenced to a second life sentence for their murders. He also did a deal where they wouldn't go for the death penalty again. Which, to be fair, I'm pretty shocked because Texas is a really harsh yeah. fucking place. Yeah. And he hadn't just got one life sentence. By the time you've got your second, you might as well be put to death. That, to me, felt lenient for Texas. Yeah. But there's so many little bits and bats about this, this man... Like, there's two things that really, really stand out for me. And it's the fact that he needs the gratification of hurting someone that much to be able to get himself off. Yeah. Like, that like you said that don't just happen that builds and it'll build with experiment experimenting with things that normal people think are normal and then moving up a level and then a bit more and eventually
1: he's got a sex dungeon in his fucking truck Truck,
0: and he's doing like his wife i can't remember which one but one of his wives actually said she'll never forget she was hospitalized and he was so aroused by her being in pain he literally just stood there and jacked himself off over it that's how much like but that that's crazy to me and the other thing is again just how no one suspected anything he was so nice and charming and charismatic unless you really knew him unless you really knew him and actually back then he were known as a bit of a looker. Like, he has since gone on to have a stroke in prison, so his face isn't the same, and he looked a bit of calmer, if you ask me. Um, So his face is all drooped, and I think he's paralysed in one side. What a shame. I know. But, yeah, this, this man really fucking intrigued me in terms of how far someone's willing to go. It's, so that's Mr Rhodes.
1: It's amazing... How many sick bastards there is, are yeah. there?
0: Yeah, fucking...
1: There's ten versions.
0: Oh, fucking... Ten and how, versions. Of how you want to shag a dead body? Yeah. Fuck me. It's bad enough it being known and it being out there and there being actual people that are into that, let alone having ten different types of it.
1: <laughs> King So, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I um, hope
0: the two week weren't too much of a big gap. Yeah. I hope it's been worth waiting. I've had so many people telling me we've thrown off routine. <laughs> me Sunday night, spoil! <laughs> but
1: but if people are really that intent on us doing a the weekly, then we could go back to work. But at minute, we'll just do it fortnightly. Yeah, okay? we.
0: I think we're enjoying the fact that things are opening up. We're trying to get out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, days off work that we've got, trying to spend getting out, fresh air, Yeah, been about. So it'll be gives us a bit of time doesn't it
1: so instead of saying enjoy your week i'll say enjoy your two weeks
0: yep and we'll see you back here in a fortnight see ya bye